We are a band of brothers, diverse yet unified, aligned to pursue the truth, resolute in our commitment. We are stronger together, and you are one of us. This is the Brotherhood Podcast. Brothers, welcome to the podcast. Today we get to jump in and dissect, dig into, uh, destroy? I don't know. Destroy is not a good word for that. No, I think destroy is the right explore. word to use here. We're going to explore our July breakfast with Marty Sloan. As always, I have Matt Schrader here with me today. Matt, say hello to everyone. Hello, everyone. Glad to be here. Looking at Evan's <laughs> beautiful face here yeah. through the screen. We're back out of the studio yeah, and now we're back on connecting through the digital world. Hopefully, there's no drop off. I would be interested to know if we were if we were more enjoyable or maybe less enjoyable when we were sitting face to face. There may have been may have been tension there. I know I can even intimidate you a little bit with my knowledge, so there wow. may have been some subconscious tension there. Uh, I'm sure there was. I mean, uh, just so you know that 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 carries through on video too. So I think that's just something that I live with. Just constant intimidation by your by ah, your knowledge <laughs> is great, but uh, yeah. So I am working on. I, I still haven't gotten that file fixed yet, but it because it, it, it it was doing like left and right, and so it's a it's a little different uh, sound. But that will get fixed, and I'm just waiting for that file to be kind of merged to mono and and sent back over. So I'll I'll re-upload that as soon as I get that back. But this way we know this we know this way works. My our our, our goal with it was to try live, which I think we, I think we can still do. I think that was a good uh, test to kind of try it out. Cause I think eventually that would be something that I'd, I'd love to do more of do uh, it, yeah. as opposed to this, this, this definitely works great. And then, um, yeah, I, I think that the, uh, the podcast and, and everything else is, it's just fun. It's, I, it's, it's more fun in person. It's more personable. Uh, it was different for me, but, uh, you know, hopefully everyone enjoyed it, but, uh, regardless we are here talking about our July breakfast with Marty Sloan. So Marty, he's no stranger to brotherhood. He's he's spoken a couple times. I don't have a count. I would guess it's at least three. The yeah, three the last three Julys, club. for sure. Oh, maybe he's just got it in the calendar, and he just he's just penciled in. Well, we're a little insider. Oh, here we go. Here we go. The is uh, Pastor Marty Sloan is on the board at Church on the Move. Is there a board meeting? <laughs> Every July, there is yeah. a board meeting. And uh, they are here for a week, to my knowledge. I mean, okay. it's meetings every day. So to my knowledge, a whole bunch of, I mean, that's a whole bunch. It's probably five or six. I don't know who they are. I just know yeah. the reason he originally came on, I just heard off the cuff, was because he was going to be here for the board meeting. So he might as well try to speak. And he usually speaks at church. And then he has spoken at Brotherhood the last three Julys. And I think he spoke two Julys before that. I think it was well, that was four years know, ago. It was Kirby so four times and five. So I'm not hundred percent sure, but I know the last three years he's spoken it um, July and July is a difficult month because of all the vacations going on. And he is a great pool, just a great draw. Yeah. Lots of guys come see him like it. So it kind of gets people that like extra incentive to be like, man, this guy's cool. He's a lot of fun. Yeah. He's worth getting out of bed in July when I'm going on vacation. <laughs> you know, a lot of people are leaving that afternoon kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah, it's um it's been good. Yeah, absolutely. So uh No Stranger to Brotherhood was uh as always had a, a great message for the guys. I was I was a little curious kind of based on the last 
podcast that we had where we're starting to see a little bit of a uh, a trend in terms of of topics. And so I'm I'm curious uh, as we dig into this if we if we can maybe pull some of that stuff uh, as well. But uh, uh, what was that really? trend again? Remind me what words we used because I think it just popped into my head and I can. Oh yeah, so so it was. I, I think Lee had Lee had spoke. Um, and then, man, who was the other one um, that, that talked about it? But it was it was really like show up, and one of them was speak up, and then the other one is like uh, take action, listen. Uh, I, I think it was really just like a call to action for for the guys in yeah. in terms of yeah, like you right. can't you can't be just a, a a spectator. You need to be a participant. This is not a uh, you know spiritual walk where. We're, we're passive in what we're doing. We have to be very intentional with what we do. Uh, and I think that sometimes the most difficult part or the most uncomfortable part is is stepping out and taking action. And so uh, I think that's definitely a part of it. I'm, so I'm going to try I'm going to try to make a stretch to, to tie this together, because uh, what Marty Marty talked, do we call him Pastor Marty? Marty. I'm just going to call him Marty. I mean, he is a pastor. So like when I'm referring to him in the important sense, like board member, I try to use, yeah. I, I feel the yeah. pressure to what the, but then when I talk to him about brotherhood, I'm like, Marty, Marty, Marty. Okay. So yeah, I don't know. He's a, yeah. So, so, uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that whole labeling part works, but I'm just going to say Marty, uh, Marty, Marty talked about a life lived different. So, uh, you know, when, when we're talking about, you know, speaking up, standing, uh, you know, taking action and do the, doing these things. I, I do think that, you know, there's, there's some level of like, if we're going to take a stand in something, we have to have a foundational belief in something to, to go against the current of culture or go against, you know, um, maybe the norm of, of what everybody else is doing. And, you know, as you, as you look at, you know, what, 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 Marty talked about is like being chosen and, and fighting the consumption and being committed. You, you have to be, you have to live life differently in order to do that because otherwise, you know, you're no different than anybody else. And really there's nothing for you to stand up against cause you're just, you're riding along with everybody. And so I, I think in that capacity, the, the standing up part and, and speaking up, that is that fighting the consumption and, and being convicted uh, to, to say like, all right, this is a time that I do need to speak up. So I, yeah, I guess there it is. It, it, yeah. There is there a little bit of a parallel there. That is actually what I was going to point out is the doing, the kind of call the action, the uh, spiritual activity, the different things that keep bouncing around. He, he seemed to phrase it in kind of, because he said fight consumption. That's part of a deal. And then I started thinking, well, how do you fight consumption? It, that is a, that's kind of like, heating the room up you can't take the cold out you have to add heat to the room so you can't just take consumption away because that's what we do is we consume all what you can do though is you can actively put something in place of that he tells mm -hmm. a couple great stories about that but you can actively put something in place of consumption and in order for it not to be consumption it's got to be action towards producing something so I think there you go. I think God's still saying, hey, brothers out there, it's time to get moving. It's time to mobilize. It's time to come together, whether it's come together as a brotherhood specifically or just come together with your family, come together with your small group, come together with your church if you're at a different church and start making steps towards doing something actively to live for God rather than just kind of sitting back and enjoying the building, enjoying the music mm -hmm. and enjoying the free coffee. Yeah. I would I would put it like this: It's the substance to take a stand, 
So having, so recognizing first that you're chosen, right? Getting into some of his bullet points and like, so, so we know, I I think the, the, from an authority standpoint, like we know that we've been given that authority by God because we were chosen by God. And he, he kind of clearly outlines that. Um, and, and then knowing that because we're chosen, we have to live a consecrated life. We have to, we have to choose to be different. But then I think the fighting consumption part is, is kind of twofold. One, it's to pursue Christ, right? To continually build that substance to take the stand. Uh, but I think on the other side of it is to fight distraction because I, I, we, we are really ineffective when we're distracted. If we're pursuing other things, you could still be chosen by God. You could still have a consecrated life. I, I, I think I could make the case that you could still have a consecrated life. But if you're so distracted by a hobby, let's say, you know, a sport or, uh, you know, put whatever in there, that you're not actively pursuing Christ, Christ, then you're not really making a difference. You're not. You're, you may not be in a position to take a stand because you're distracted by everything else that you don't recognize that there's an opportunity to take a stand. Does that make sense? Uh, 100%. I was actually just thinking to myself, every once in a while, you nail it. Like, oh, just okay. You impart wisdom. And sometimes I wonder if maybe someone's feeding into your ear or like a – you know, what's going on there? But, man, sometimes, you know, just, I don't know, every, every once in a great while, you just nail it on the head, and wisdom just flows from your lips. Oh, That's tremendous. So, I, I that was that. So this was right that now. time. I I mean, I have to acknowledge okay. that. I'm gaining some ground on that intimidation. That Maybe it's just you. You just bring the best out in me. To where that's I'm, probably it. I'm, I think uh, that's a good, safe assumption. That's, that's where I'm we're at. I'm so intimidated that I feel like I just got to bring an A-plus game all the time. And that's, that it just that's it, probably it challenges it. me to rise up. So thank yeah, you, thank I, you. Matt. I generally attribute your greatness to my um, <laughs> ability. So um, yeah, put that. You know, down. So, I'm 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 gonna. Okay, yeah, sure. We'll we'll let that one slide. Okay. All right. we'll yeah, I'm I'm sure in the next five minutes you won't say anything derogatory whatsoever. No, no. This <sighs> is this is this is all. It's positive. All positivity. About yeah. positivity. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm glad you said brotherhood because that, that was one of the things that I did want to kind of tie this back to. I felt like there was a couple times that brotherhood specifically rose out of some of these different things because I, I think I think when we're thinking about living a life different and setting ourselves apart, I think it's important to also point out that if you're going to be living a different life, that that doesn't necessarily mean that you're on an island. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're alone in that, right? So I think that from tying this into brotherhood, there was a couple spots. Let's see if I can find them here on my notes. Uh, one of them was uh, living a, a God-centered life. Uh, when he was talking about being consecrated, he got, he gave that gym story, which I think I heard him. I remember him talk, telling that story before. Yeah. But it makes it really makes it makes the point of brotherhood. But I think the other part of it is if we're both pursuing a God-centered life, then we can see each other's blind spots in some cases. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he gave a, a really good example of when, uh, you know, somebody that he was working out with was potentially going down a path that he he knew the destination, right? So he's looking at that going, oh, okay. Like, it, it, it's just some meaningless comments right now, but if I don't say something to my brother, if I don't uh, you know, bring this up, then he may wander com- further down a path 
to where he's in a place that he doesn't want to be. And I think that when we're in brotherhood, we want to bring up those things because it, it's, it centers us back quickly as opposed to we get further and further down the path. We're not thinking about the choices that we make or the small decisions that we make that ultimately lead us to the, the destination that we don't want to be. Sometimes I think we forget that the little decisions that we make in life take us someplace. And, and it's good. it doesn't always feel like, oh, by me making this decision, by me saying this you know, comment or whatever else, it's going a little bit further down the conviction part where he was talking about how like we, we have that inner feeling of conviction from the Holy Spirit. Like God is literally sending the Holy Spirit to, uh, to put that small voice inside of you to say, hey, man, like that's probably, that's probably not the best thing to say. But if you begin to ignore that, you, uh, you hear it less and less. And so sometimes it takes that brotherhood to step in there, to be that louder voice, the, the voice that you know that you've been ignoring, but maybe you've completely become numb to it because it's just you're further and further down that path that that brotherhood uh, being in that place where you guys know that you're pursuing the same things and we're holding ourselves to a higher standard pulls us back so that we can stay consecrated. We can, we can be mindful of the consumptions of life and recognize when that, that conviction comes that it that that's there for our health. It's it's not a restriction there to uh, hold you back from doing something. It's to protect you. And I think a lot of times we we may look at decisions that we've had in life that we've we've chose a different path, and we we get a little bit of that that FOMO. We 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 think that we're going to be left out or excluded or whatever else. But in some cases, we need to look at that and be thankful for the protection that that God's actually putting in front of us or reminding us of. Yeah, it reminds me of something Pastor Witt says often, and that is that you're not just saved from something, you're saved for mm. something. Yeah. You're not, we're not just consecrated, set apart from a group of people, from a, maybe better said, actions, certain habits, certain thought processes, certain lifestyles. We're not just separate, separating from that, we're separating to something. And that's where, you're right, brotherhood does come into play, because you're not just out by yourself trying to live this holy life that nobody supports, that there's nobody doing. That's not true, really. It's actually true that there's a lot of people living that. You mm -hmm. need to go get in that group. You need to have the humility to go step into that group and be a part of it. But we're not just consecrated from a lifestyle of sin. We're consecrated for a lifestyle of holiness. And you're right. And I'm. that's important that oh, it's not, it protects us. Like we... We sit there and we think, oh, I can't do this, but it's really, I can't sacrifice my life. I can't sacrifice my family. I can't put everybody on this chopping block in the hope that the guillotine of sin doesn't come down and do something. Mm -hmm. Rather, let me put them in a safe place where they're walled up and in, uh, secured from the perils of sin, eventually going to be death. So that's huge. I think that's, and that does tie into this action theme, this take a step type thing that we keep running into each month where God is saying to us, hey, let's get some action behind this. Let's not be just a hearer of the word. Let's be a doer too. Mm, yeah, absolutely. You said the word holy as you're kind of walking through that, and it kind of opened up a little bit for me, especially thinking about being consecrated. I feel like, 
consecrated doesn't have the same impact that holy does for me. Uh, and I, I don't know if that's just, uh, just because we don't use it or maybe we become even numb to the word holy. But it's one of those things where I think that we really don't have a lot of things that are classified as holy in our life or right. outside of like what we would describe as, you know, spirituality or, or uh, a relationship with God. And so I, I just want to, I don't know, I just want to like kind of process that, um, that thought in relation to the consecration uh, that, that Marty was talking about, because consecra- consecrated doesn't, I mean, that doesn't land at all with me. Like, I, I, don't, I don't think that there's a lot of times that I'm just like, oh, man, like I'm so I'm consecrated right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling consecrated. Yeah, it's like, oh, man, I'm so glad I made that decision. Like, that was a consecrated decision. I, it's just not part of my vocabulary. Maybe it should be. Maybe it's, you know, I'm not, I'm not down the, the consecrated life. <laughs> as much yeah, as I maybe should you're be. not living consecrated, Evan. I think we need to, to get a. a I, I think we need to get a T-shirt that's this consecrated. Uh, you know, it's not a bad I, idea. I, I think it'd be a good conversation starter. Starter, um, but I think holy lands a little bit deeper. And when I think of holy, like even then, I, I still don't think there's a lot of holy things. Like you know, holy smokes, holy moly. That's probably I probably use that more in uh, in of conversation that, 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 is, I, that, that I do any, anything yeah. else. That well, you know. Um, boggle my mind at all that you do use those yeah which really it makes it makes no sense to to say that holy smokes what is maybe that's a catholic thing i don't know uh all i know is that from that terminology i don't i don't really use it but when i really dwell on it the word holy like it it means something that is like i don't know of extreme value or it's 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 unpolluted right it's pure Mm, that's good it's uh you know, thinking of consecrated, it's it's separated from uh, just filth. It's it's uh, you know, I think of like a white sheet or something like that that has no blemish, and it's like okay, like if I'm pursuing a holy life, <laughs> I'm doing a really bad job of that because I I, I would I, I would say that you know, thinking in terms of like true holiness, there, the, I'm just constantly surrounded by unholy things like you and so it's just one of those things where i i have to really (laughs) think about and be more intentional with the relationships that i have and you know the content that i'm consuming and uh the conversations that i'm having the thoughts that come into my mind i mean all all of those different things just to me go man i am i am not holy (laughs) i am not uh consecrated and i think that agree yeah, thank you. Well, but lucky for me and you is that you know, God has created a path for us to to for forgiveness of sins and I think for us it's a it's a heart thing, right? Like we want to pursue holiness because I don't think we can be truly holy. Uh the best we can do is to model Christ and from a brotherhood viewpoint pursue Christ together constantly remind each other of the importance of pursuing that holy life so that we can put ourselves in a position that there's an if there is an opportunity to speak up or there is an opportunity to make a decision that says hey you know this is a this is a potential decision where I'm you know I I need to be more in tune with uh, my convictions and, and the Holy Spirit speaking to me 
that, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to choose the right thing. I'm going to choose to step back and listen because I, w- I want that holiness. I want to pursue that. And I, I want to be way more mindful of the pursuit of holiness as opposed to, man, I just had a great day today and I don't really take inventory of maybe some of the poor decisions I made as opposed to the, you know, more consecrated holy decisions that I make. And yeah, I'm so just, just kidding. You're, you're not, you're not, you're not dragging me down in your unholiness. Uh, I'm you know, redeemed. God, I've God, been... God, Jesus hung out with sinners. And so, you know, that's, you know, he, he set the model. So as if I right. continue to pursue him, my goal is to just, you know, reflect his holiness so that you are inspired to pursue your own holiness. Wow. I'm so grateful that you are here for you st- my own spiritual You started walk. this. You started this. I'm, I'm just, wow. I'm, Amazing. Yeah. Man, yeah, you're welcome. Thank you, Jesus, for giving me, <laughs> for putting Evan in my life. Yes. Wow. I, wow. I, I, uh, I echo those words. Amen. Man, it's getting thick in here. Is the connection still working? Because I'm pretty sure it's great, it's, man. It's great. Wow. I'm hearing okay. you clear. Good. Yeah. All right. It's that, um, uh, speaking that of holiness, it just so happens. Yeah. I guess I'll be the one to bring scripture into this. For oh, us. okay. Good. Yeah. Let's do it. So I've been thinking about this scripture since this brotherhood James one twenty one. therefore put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive with meekness, the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. Mm. And it hit me as I started reading back. And before that, it talks about how we sin and t- and begins to paint the picture that sin comes from the own desire in our heart. So as I'm thinking about consecration or holiness, a lot of my activity, and I think a lot of our Christian culture's activity, is to avoid filthiness. And I think that's still very much part of it. I don't think that that's not holiness. I don't think that this scripture is contradicting that. I think that's an effort we make. But that comes down to the culture we're, we're in, and that we're not going to watch certain things, or we won't listen to certain things, or you know, he talks about laugh at certain jokes, or there's actions that we're not going to do. And that is a good way to avoid filthiness and rampant wickedness. But James writing in this verse is actually pointing this as putting it away as if it's already a part of you. And that's what he says. You've got that sin nature in you. You've actually got to put away filthiness and rampant wickedness from your own desires. Mm. And I think that's where I can take a step. I'll just be the first one here to own my own lack of holiness. I can Mm. take a step. And just not just avoiding the different things that I can avoid that are definitely of sin, but I can also begin to let God dissect my own heart and analyze my own heart. And what are the poor motives? What are the words I'll let slip or tones of voice I'll let slip or the the things that I don't mind or I will justify that if I have to be honest, they're not being consecrated and holy. They're joining the rest of the world of well, what I mean, it's very clear, filthiness and rampant wickedness. They're, they're joining that because I'm allowing my own anger or my own different emotions to take control and drive my perspective, my thoughts, my actions. So, I, so I've been practicing since that brotherhood that what is an active way of saying, I'm, I'm not just going to avoid it today. I'm going to put away this wickedness in my own heart. I'm going to, I'm going to identify what's coming through. That's like, uh, you know what? That's the wrong attitude. That's, Mm. 
that's you know, jealousy. That's envy. That's greed. The, the, that's a little, yeah. And maybe I can justify it because, hey, I'm not as bad as this next guy over here. Oh, we can always but justify it. Yeah. That is not what the scripture says. It doesn't say justify your filthiness and rampant wickedness based on the person you're hanging out with or based on where you work or based on what you could be doing if you didn't avoid filthiness. It says put away from it, put it away from your own heart. Mm. And I think that's where consecrated probably needs to take a step up in the Christian culture, brotherhood, maybe your life if you're listening. I know my life. I need a, it needs to step up and say, okay, we're going to do more than just avoid. I'm actually going to start looking at some things and put them away as well. Mm. Man, that's uh, I'm proud of you because that's a, that's a practical application. You're standing up and uh, speaking up and taking inventory. I mean, that's, this is a big moment for you. I'm, I'm really excited to be a part I'm of it. I'm glad you're here. This is, um, <laughs> it'll be a good example for you down the, in the future because oh. no doubt your big moment will come one day too. I, I can't wait. I can't wait. No, that's, I, I think that's, that's one of those things like, all right, so I must, I'm going to speak on my behalf, but then, you know, hopefully it, uh, you know, kind of echoes in, in the listener's heart, but there's so many times, whether it's a, a, a message that you hear or even a brotherhood breakfast that you go and, and you just listen and then you walk right out and you're, nothing changes. And I think that a lot of times, I don't know the best classification of it. It's like, it's like, oh yeah. Matt needed to hear this. I'm so glad Matt was in the room. I know that's what you're thinking. Every every morning, I know. And I'm just sitting there going, yes, yeah. Marty, you are on point right now for Matt, and this is great. But I think the the opposite side of that is, you know, if if we get into that mindset all the time that we just, you know, have everything figured out, which, you know, I don't, but I just always – can justify why I didn't need to hear that or maybe of what the small steps that I am taking as opposed to maybe the larger step that, that, that God is, you know, pushing me towards. And so just having a brotherhood around, having you around Matt, just encourages me to say, okay, like, you know, if Matt can do this, then maybe this is something that I can do myself and maybe should do. Like, it, you know, it encourages myself and hopefully you as a listener are hearing this and are like, man, I just don't get that much out of brotherhood, like at the breakfast. Like I enjoy it. I enjoy the community with the guys, but then I walk away and I, a lot of times don't even, I can't even remember what Marty spoke about. Like, luckily I have this little card here and I can look at that and I'm trying to say, okay, like, all right, chosen consumption, committed, convicted. Oh, they all start with C. That's great. But I think that, you know, having the ability to really dwell on some of the things and then, you know, asking yourself, or even just saying, "Hey God, what what did you want me to to learn from this? Like, what what was what was your plan in this? As opposed to, you know, what what did I what did I get out of it? Uh, you know, changing the perspective to God, what did what do I need to hear from this? What what do I need to take action on? And then being willing to take that action. And if, if we're willing to do that, I, I think that's what God's looking for. He's looking for people who are willing to take that step. And trust him with the result even though the step may seem minuscule like right now like the step could be as simple as all right i'm gonna take mental inventory of my life every single day the decisions that i make did and and recognize was there a you know spiritual leading a conviction for me to do the opposite of what i actually did and did i ignore that voice did i ignore that voice and how can i if i'm in this situation again 
react in a more consecrated and holy manner so that I am taking that stand and I am, uh, you know, choosing a more Christ-like path than what I have been choosing. That, that doesn't seem like a big step. It seems, as I say it out loud, it's probably a little bit more complex than I was meaning it to be, but um, that, could be, that could be the step, and that's all it is. And then what God will do with that is massive. I mean, complete heart change, complete increase in the level of patience that I have with other people or compassion for other people and empathy for other people. I may build stronger relationships with people as a, as a result of it because they're sitting there going, man, Evan's willing to take a stand with this. You know, that challenges me. I need to, I need to pursue Christ in a similar manner and thus creating a, a stronger brotherhood with, with guys around me. So yeah, it's, it's a, it's a really simple thing to do. And yet if we, it's also a really simple thing to reason away. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. You said something earlier about, if I can phrase this right, every decision we make is taking us somewhere. Mm-hmm. My experience, those little decisions I've made that seem, you know, the seem inconsequential are smaller, but they have bigger implications. Something that happens on the back end of the right choices that I can't recreate without making the step. And that is when God opens my eyes, like inside my mental imagery to seeing how his holiness works, how it benefits me, how I go about bettering and walking in a better life. So a lot of the directives put down by scripture as ways, guidelines and boundaries of how to live at least initially, they seem like, oh, God's, I don't, I can't do that. I can't do that because it's ungodly, even though it looks fun. It's probably okay. It's probably not going to hurt me for too long or probably take a while before it actually does something. Well, that is a very difficult mindset. That thought process is very difficult to continue to make that step. It's, it's difficult to continue not to cross that boundary because it appears on the other side to your mind's eye that everything would be fine. It would probably be enjoyable and wouldn't really hurt you that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but taking a step towards holiness and doing something, and then God opens up your mind's eye, turns that light on. You know, Ephesians would say the spirit of revelation hits you, and all of a sudden you see, oh, wow, that is absolute danger, absolute wickedness. And now your perspective is, I don't want to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't want to do that. That risks too much. It's It's... It's empty. It's like when those thoughts start to go through your head, well, that's far more motivating to take a step towards holiness rather than that step towards wickedness. But the initial revelation, that initial mind's eye, that light turning on, happens after I make the step of obedience when I don't see it the way God sees it. Mm -hmm. That's where those little steps, why they make a big difference. Because on the backside of that little step is the light turning on to you recognizing the uh, destruction that that wickedness will do. And now it's far easier to be motivated to stay away from it. Mm -hmm. So that little step, we look at it, it was just a little step and now I'm here. Well, after that little step, the lights came on. And now you realize, oh, wow, this is better. I want more of this. I want more holiness. I want to be set apart more. 
rather than be a part of what the world's doing. Yeah. Those little steps turn into big things because of the light that comes on after obedience. Mm. Yeah. And I think that's again where brotherhood comes into play because somebody who's already made that choice or made that decision or has pursued that can speak to the benefits of it. Whereas, you know, if you're not in that community of guys that are, are making those choices, you, you would just default to what you think is going to happen, which is you think I'm going to just uh, exclude myself from everything. I'm going to miss out on everything and it's not going to be fun. And I'm just going to be, you know, alone and by myself. But in reality, it's a, Hey, because I made these steps and because I did these things, uh, because I chose Christ over my own selfish desires, here's the fulfillment that, that, that I have. Here's the, uh, uh, closeness in my relationship with God that I have. Here's the, uh, prosperity that I have. I mean, you name it, they can, they can really point back to it. But again, it takes that self-reflection, um, of looking into your life, looking into the decisions you make and recognizing that those are opportunities to make a more holy decision, to be more consecrated in the in your day-to-day so that on the backside of it, you realize that, man, there is a purpose for my existence, that God chose me for a reason, he has a plan for me, and I need to do my part to step towards that. And part of that plan is understanding why I was chosen, understanding that purpose and uh, being in that relationship and being reminded of why I need to be in that relationship through brotherhood so that I can walk towards the fulfillment of what God's purpose is for me. And man, I, a lot of times every morning I wake up and I don't think about any of that. <laughs> I just think about yeah. here's the stuff 100%. that I have to. Here's the stuff that I have to do. Here's the here's the things that that need to happen today. Here's the things that are stressing me. But the reality is, is none of that is important on the grand scale of life. On the grand scale of like, if we are gonna, uh, you know, step back and say, what's the most important thing for for us as an individual is to pursue Christ, right? To have that that Christ like walk a lot of those other things dim in importance compared to that, then it's a matter of, all right, what am I doing in my life to pursue that purpose? Because it's not going to be a perfect pursuit. We know that. We know that we have an intrinsic desire for selfishness, an intrinsic desire uh, to um, do the things that we want to do. And if we just allow that to happen and don't put ourselves in a position where we're reminded of that or we... Uh, put higher value on that, then we'll be in that um, con, uh, or distracted life, but the consumption of life where we're consuming the things that don't matter. And I think that was really what a lot of Marty's points were, were pushing us towards is a life lived different uh, is kind of the title of what he talked about, <clears throat> but it's a life lived different xyz on the other end of that which it would i would i would say would be per uh operating god's purpose for us a more fulfilled life uh a, a life that you know has impact and i think that's what god has for us and in order to do those things and to achieve those things uh, and to walk in those things you have to 
be mindful of living a different life and recognizing the things that come up that can distract us from that or pull us away from that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good explanation of just the consecrated life and the day to day interactions and expectations. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's a concept you really have to sit with for a while and let it produce so much of, well, all of serving Jesus is this way, but so much of it feels like I do something that I'm being obedient on for a while. And then I start to see the payoff that was paying off the whole time. Mm -hmm. I just didn't notice it because my eyes were in the wrong place. And then it makes it easier. It's not foolproof. Of course, there's a lot of times where we know something is better. We know it's a better life. We know it's a better decision. And yet we still go against it because of our own rebellion. But Christianity, walking a true submitted life to Christ becomes more manageable and easier to facilitate the more you're obedient because you see rewards, you see the benefits, you see death pass by your door and not come in mm -hmm. and hit other people who didn't make the same choices. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the only thing that I would, as I'm just thinking about this, the only thing that I would add, like I'm, and I'm not trying to, you know, take away from the points that Marty gave us, but I would say after the, uh, so I am chosen, I fight consumption. I will be committed. I will be convicted. I, I would add a, a fifth bullet point. I think that hmm. would say, I, I am grateful. Because I think if you I think if you do those things, the the results on the other side of that put you in a in a place of gratitude because you recognize that I am I am chosen. I'm I'm saved for a purpose. I'm walking in that purpose and I've chosen to live a lifestyle that that takes me down that path. And I, you know, I have a God that cares so much about me that he's willing to intentionally send the Holy Spirit to remind me of areas that I may be, you know, at risk. Like, you ever think about that? God cares so much about you mm. that he, he puts these, he puts these uh, you know, I'm going to say a trigger inside of you that's going to go off and say, hey, like, I, I know I shouldn't do this. I, I know that there's a big decision here. But he's not going to yell it. He's not going to. He's not going to force me to do it. He still gives me the ability to decide which one I want. And for him, he he wants us to choose him. He gives us the opportunity to choose him. Mm -hmm. uh, and then on the on the other side of that, I think that gratitude of a a life well lived, like I think of what 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 Dave Jewett would say in those is a you know uh, going through a, a fulfilled life. And 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 living well, finishing well, man, that's for me. There's just like a like a, it's like a peace or just even like you know a deep exhale, where it's just like I'm releasing all of that tension, releasing all of that stress, releasing all of that responsibility, and I'm like I am exactly where I need to be, and there's just peace there. And I think God wants that for us. You know, He's the Prince of Peace. He He wants us to be in that place of, uh, just wholeness and you know right at the center of exactly where we need to be and I don't I think if I'm exactly where I'm, I need to be 
that there's not stress, that there, there's not pressure, there's not uh, anxiety, there's not uncomfortability. It's just, man, I am just exactly where God wants me to be. And there's such fulfillment in that. And I know that I, I'm doing what, what God has for me is just, you know, a, a place that I, I could just say, man, like I can just relax and just trust, fully trust in God, be like, God, I've, I've followed you to this point and I'm exactly where you need me to be. And now, now I, now I get to sit back and watch you show off. And this is awesome. Like this, you know, I, I don't have the pressure of making this happen because God's going to continually put larger and larger opportunities in front of us. And my hope would be that I, I walk into those without fear. I walk into those without, um, concern that it's going to fail because I know that whatever outcome happens, God's going to take care of it. And I think that that's a life lived different. That's, that's a, a full life of, you know, starting with recognizing that you're chosen all the way to the point of, man, I just have so much gratitude for my creator who's, who's put me in this place with a purpose so that I can pursue those things and get to a point where I get to the other side and he's like, man, great job. Like you crushed it. I, I appreciate that. Like you, you had all the reasons not to trust me, but you did. You had all the reasons uh, to choose distraction, to choose consumption, uh, to choose a life that's not holy, but you, but you chose that and you put my relationship with you above everything else. Well done. Like for me, that's like, I'm getting goosebumps right now. Like that's just a, an awesome place to be. Yeah, that's good. That's real good. It strikes me as fantastic that God's perspective of what we're calling a well-lived life or separated life is a balance in the space you're supposed to be. It's so easy to assume, and it often gets painted this way, that the best life God would have for you is all these extremes. Millions of dollars in the bank, best cars you could have, um, the all the little elements that um, would be, they're easy to assume, the extremes, the extreme of best of anything. And yet, I can confidently say I live a life daily that I don't really have the extremes of all that, but I have a place of contentment, comfort in the sense of like not being burdened by sorrow, and I'm marveled and grateful on a daily basis. I mean, I can hear the gratefulness in your voice too. Like you just look at things and you think this is literally the best life ever and nobody knows it but me. Yeah. Because it doesn't. And, and I'm okay like, with that. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. I'm okay with that. It's like, I can put it on Instagram, but nobody, nobody would be impressed. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm fine with that. Like, this is great. This is, this is literally my dream life. And I would not be here save for being obedient to God's voice and doing what he asked me to do. And would have never guessed that his intention was this. And mm -hmm. so thankful that it was. Yeah. Well, and, and this is the re result of an imperfect pursuit, right? Because we, yeah. we, we make mistakes along the way. So, I mean, just the gratitude and knowing that even, like, I don't have to be 100%, you know, dialed in every single moment. God, mm -hmm. God has grace for that. Like, 
He's 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 not going to just strike me down the minute that I have a negative thought or the minute that I, you know, trip and fall. Like he's gonna be like, oh, oh hey, I I knew this was gonna happen, and now lightning bolt, you're dead. Yeah, so it's it's it. uh he he can use any situation to continue to grow and mold you, and uh, also like man, his patience and his grace is just you know uh, abounding. And I, I think again, you, if you don't put yourself in a situation where you're reflecting on that, or even just uh, really hearing from God, like, uh, you know, I want to say, go back to, um, Genesis, I think it was Genesis chapter three, where, where, where he was talking about how God is searching for, well, so no, it wasn't that one. It was, uh, John fifteen sixteen. Like if you read all of that, where he's talking about how he chose us and he pursued us, um, I mean, that's, it's in red letters. So it's, it's Jesus speaking. It's that's straight from the heart. Like read that and then walk away uh and just you know think about it and think all right man if if god said all of that stuff directly to me like i'm standing across the room from him he says that stuff directly to me man that hits hard mm-hmm. like wow uh who am i that the creator of the universe would would care that much about me and and to hear it from his own mouth wow just absolutely incredible yeah that's good yeah hmm. good stuff well I think that's pretty much all I had on Marty Sloan's message to us, unless you had anything else that you wanted to jump into. Looking at my notes. Uh, <laughs> no. no. No, that pretty much. I did think of that last C. You could call it content. Content. Yeah, you said contentment, and I was like, man, contentment and contemptment. Are really close to one another so i was like oh, wow, I, was, yeah. I was sitting there waiting to see where you're gonna go with it make sure i heard you right yeah but yeah yeah content. content i don't know man i i think it's good to be content but i feel like content is different than like the like full-blown gratitude because content means like i'm okay with my situation but gratitude is like wow i'm, I'm actually thankful for my situation does that make sense yeah. it does yeah I yeah can see it. i feel like yeah no, but I love I love how you're you're going with alliteration. That's I'm just uh, trying to you know. keep the C's working. Yeah. Yeah. Now that's at this point I'm just trying to add paint to a Picasso. I think <laughs> we've that's kind of a high bar, but I'll I'll take that's high praise. I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take well, it. I, mean, I, I think we're I think we had a good the only one. place you're going to get it. So <laughs> you should enjoy it. Well, I don't know if you've heard what Jesus has said about me. So just uh, well. You know, Spoiler alert, he that, said that about me too. That's that's one place I know I'll get it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, hey, uh, so coming up for, what, August, Pastor Greg Scott is going to be speaking to the men. Uh, excited to have him there first first Friday of the month. Uh, if, if you're listening to the podcast and you enjoy, you know, obviously the deep dive into it, imagine what would happen if you're in the room uh, surrounded by a brotherhood. I mean, boom, huge opportunity there. Uh, make sure you get your tickets. I'm sure the links are going out, uh, obviously. And then, uh, man, just a a quick encouragement. I know we've talked about it this on on some of the other stuff. I think we talked about it on the the 100 uh, 100th breakfast recap. Just the uh, just kind of that next step of of being a table sponsor and uh, recognizing that that's a really great opportunity to create community, to create your own 
brotherhood and to speak into the lives of, of the guys that are in your group. If you have just been a guy who gets an individual ticket, maybe you come by yourself and you, but you, you end up sitting at the same table with the same guys that are all buying individual tickets, maybe broach that conversation in, in, uh, in the next breakfast and just say, Hey guys, what, if I get a table of, of 10 or eight or however many are in a table, you know, and, and just cash at me. That way I'm not covering the whole thing. Would you guys be willing to do that? Then we then we know where we're gonna sit. We're not always just having that little uh moment where it's like, okay, I don't know where to go, like, you know, who am I looking for? This way you know exactly where to go. And that creates a, an invitation for community and, and brotherhood. So I take that challenge and and uh take that opportunity to pursue brotherhood within the actual breakfast. And uh you're gonna hear a great speaker. I know uh we did a podcast a while ago, it was just me I think it was just me and Greg Scott, and we just talked about uh, the role that he had specifically speaking to uh, like the young adults ministry and the youth ministry that we have at church on the move. And uh, man, talk about a guy who's really tuned in to what's going on with our next generation. Um, they, it, it just completely blows my mind. Sometimes the, the differences in the world that I grew up in versus the world that my kids are growing up in and just the, the thoughts that they're having, the challenges and the adversity that they're they're going through and, and how they're responding to it and really how the same Bible that we read today and the, and the same uh, God and uh, creator that we, we pursue, you know, has a plan for them and has the, the word that he has to them is just as impactful as, as it was to us. So really excited to hear what he has to say and um, uh, excited to see you there. Matt, I'm assuming you'll be there. Hopefully you can make it this time. Oh, I'm, I'm there every time. I think uh, <laughs> I'm hoping to see you. I mean, you don't yeah. have like some random vacation. Uh, the I boat, have to tra- you won't be on the to, boat, will you? I have to track you down so that you know that I was there so I don't you don't give me a hard time later. Well, I'm not hard. I mean, I'm yeah. in the same place every every week. I, I look over there to my right, off my right shoulder. I say, oh, did Evan make it? Oh, no. Oh. I guess I'll pray for him. I guess I'll that's, pray for him. Yeah. Well, I'm only going once a month, so with you being there weekly, that's probably why I'm not there as much. But that, that, that <laughs> oh, make okay. Sense. Yeah, you're right. I'm there <laughs> monthly. I'm there every week we have it, is okay. what I meant to say. Yeah, whatever. No, you're there You're there weekly. You're just sitting in the empty room, just uh, I'm looking for with, you. Uh, with gratitude. Praying yeah, for looking, you. looking for I'm me. Well, praying for you. Let me know I'm what time you're there. I'll show up. <laughs> all right well brothers remember honor all people love the brotherhood fear god and honor the king we'll catch you on the next podcast mm-hmm.